All right, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode is kind of going with the theme that was done on the last episode, which was the X-Men stories, or in particular, the X-Men God, God Loves Man Kills. So I kind of wanted to, I guess, kind of give my... I don't know, I started kicking around my head. I was like, well, how how would the MCU go about handling the X-Men? They've got a lot of different properties right now that are that were pre-established with the X-Men that have pre-existing Fox X-Men mixed with it. I mean, you have Deadpool 3, and I know they've been in a... I don't know what you want to call it at that point. Kind of a limbo state. I don't know if it's going to go forward. I hope it does, but... We'll, we'll see. I think it should. But we'll have to see how it goes. I know <clears throat> Disney has talked about certain things in regards to it. But until we actually get a trailer or confirmation that yes, everyone's coming back for x Four or Deadpool 3 or X-Force, wherever you want to go for it with, I'm not going to, you know, take it. I'm just going to be like, you know what, they probably are ending it. Now, we do know the New Mutants is coming to, I don't know if it's, we know the New Mutants is happening, but I don't know if it's coming to, I guess how do I want to put it, if it's coming to theaters or if it's coming straight to, to, uh, what's it called, to just straight Disney Plus. Now, I've heard they were like, hey, we're just going to release on Disney+, Plus," but with how everything's been going, they really haven't gone about making it as clear, but I guess we'll find out <clears throat> in regards to that. I guess once they officially let it loose, which to me, the New Mutants trailer looked amazing from how they set up the horror aspects, and I think it's kind of a different take on an X-Men franchise film. So... Definitely, I'm curious about seeing. I think it would make sense for Disney to just release it and just have fun with it. Just because at this point, it would give away for them to be like, hey, let's see if you guys really do like it. And I guess in a lot of ways, you can kind of, if Disney wants to, yes, they can pull from it. Or if they just want to leave it as part of the Fox universe, they can do that. And that's kind of where we're going to kind of leave the clean slate. So what I'm going to go with is my idea for this is... What if Prince Harris like, okay, we're just going to redo the X-Men, but we're going to, any other old Fox properties, whether it's Deadpool, New Mutants, anything like that, we're leaving that in the background. So this way, realistically, they have a clean slate of going forward. Now, with X-Men going forward, now with MCU now, I guess Marvel Cinematic Universe now getting X-Men rights as well as the Fantastic Four, we're just going to start with, after Thanos, you know, with everyone returning, lives changed. Energy came out, things changed up, you know, high stress. Mutant abilities have been there, but now the X-Men are finally, they're, they're going to start showing up. You've had the Avengers, you've had other heroes that have been around. And kind of just build up from there. Just have where Professor X, in my eyes, would have just kind of... Slowly but surely picked up children and not really said much about it. You know, 
from Storm to Cyclops to Jean Grey to Beast, Nightcrawler, just have them slowly building up the team. Now I'm going to do two separate film franchises within it. So, kind of how, I guess, Marvel did Spider-Man. I would kind of use Spider-Man as my way of... Actually, either use Spider-Man or Black Panther as my way of introducing the X-Men. Either one would be great. Black Panther you can do because you can utilize, you know, Black Panther and Storm. You can take advantage of, you know, building up a history there. You can have where a mutant like Sabretooth or my overall villain I've thought up in my head would be Mr. Sinister. I would preferably think it would be smarter to use him as the overarching villain, a mutant geneticist whose main goal is really just to, you know, control mutants and create the perfect mutants for himself and just pretty much kill, kill them off at the same time in a lot of ways. Kind of just take full advantage of that. So, really utilize Trash Industries. Really have where they've been pulling strings for a while. You know, I wouldn't make the X-Men... I would hold off on making them public. I'd still have them be more of a Black Ops team for a while. At least for the first three movies before they really can get exposure. Have where Nick Fury knows of them and sees them and go and he's kind of he's had his eye on people with special abilities you know kind of go with the concept of we know what inhumans are thanks to Agents of shield and agent colson and all them but he started noticing something different he now has people that aren't like inhumans but they're mutant abilities and kind of build from there and take advantage of it. You know, I guess for my team of X-Men, I would do Cyclops, Jean Grey, Emma Frost, Beast, Storm. Uh, I'm thinking either Nightcrawler. Uh, I feel like Nightcrawler wouldn't be bad. You could definitely have some fun with them. But definitely a lot of the characters, you know, simply they've are a lot of them been heavily used by Fox, so you, you know, there's really no way of really fully taking advantage of it. So we're gonna do Yeah, so we got Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Emma Frost, Storm. I don't know if I would do Gambit. Because right now, thinking about it, there's a lot of different mutants they can take advantage of. And it's trying to kind of make sure certain characters are given the, the chance to really expand, if that makes any sense. 
Now you could do Angel to build his story up to Archangel, which wouldn't be horrible. Eh, you know, I'll do Archangel and Nightcrawler to add to it. And actually, no, I will not put Nightcrawler in yet. Actually, I'll, you know what? I'll hire you. So my seven with Nightcrawler and Angel. And then I'm going to throw in, last but not least, Thunderbird. Now, to people who don't know, he is the older brother of Warpath. And just give me a moment to kind of go a little bit more in depth with that one. But essentially, in the original Uncanny X-Men, when they initially came out, the giant X-Men, he was one of the first mutant casualties that happened with it. And this goes back all the way to, like, 72, I believe. It's been a minute since I've had to reread the old giant size X-Men in regards to it. Alright, so you had John Proudstar, who is Thunderbird, and then you had James Proudstar, who is Warpath. So you set up those characters. Now, the reason why I chose John Proudstar is because I feel like that would play in with not giving you giving you a Wolverine-esque character while not giving you a... without giving you Wolverine. And the reason why I'm holding off on Wolverine is I have separate ideas of how I want to get you one. You have the main X-Men movies. You'll have Wolverine, whose movies will converge into the X-Men. And then you're also I'm also going to do a New Mutants movie. So you already have the pre-established X-Men. The New Mutants is going to be your way of kind of seeing the in-between moments and seeing the training and everything like that that leads up to it for the X-Men to build themselves up. For stuff that just kind of... I guess the best way to put it, they deal with certain mutant threats that aren't super big, if that makes any sense. They're testing themselves slowly but surely. You know, they're kind of getting mixed up. They're, they're the next wave of X-Men, if that makes any sense. So instead of being like, the, like how you have the Avengers and you have all the other members, you have the X-Men, New Mutants, and Wolverine. And you just build them into slowly but surely with that. So... I'd have, depending upon how you want to go with it, if you went with Spider-Man, you'd have where Peter Parker gets mixed up into it, you know, and with the X-Men, the X there, Peter Parker kind of gets some sort of internship with Trash Industries, the X-Men, you know, they've been investigating, you've got the small team that I mentioned that come in, and then... Actually, even that, Peter Parker kind of is curious about the Xavier School for Gifted Children. You could have one or the other. And then have maybe villain like Juggernaut or, I don't know, Hydra-Man. Somebody else kind of, not a big bad mutant, but somebody with enough of power to really kind of 
go in and kind of give the X-Men a run for the money. At least the initial X-Men I'm going with. And have Spider-Man where he's got to team up and help them out. I think Hydro-Man would be interesting enough to do it. If not Juggernaut, because you could kind of take full advantage of Juggernaut and a couple other characters in regards to it. Or with Black Panther, you can kind of do the same where you have Juggernaut, a.k.a. Kane Marco, a.k.a. the brother of Professor X. Somehow the uh, gem of Sidorak is out in Wakanda or Africa, wherever you want to kind of put it at. And Black Panther is told there is this guy rampaging through the jungles that are close to Wakanda that could potentially cause a big threat. And have where the X-Men get involved. You have stories. This is kind of just basic story I would kind of go with. Nothing overly crazy, but enough to inv to introduce you to the mutant characters. I have two different ways to go about it. Either way, which works best for it. So you have the X-Men and Black Panther end up teaming up. They end up beating Juggernaut. So we're going to go with Juggernaut as the main villain of either story. And you kind of just build from there. So now you have <clears throat> Wolverine. Now, overall, I'm going to have where Nathaniel Essex is watching all this from the sidelines. He's, you know, part of... Essex Industries, he's been watching mutants, he's been studying them for a while. They've been around, they just haven't been on the forefront of a lot of people. They don't fully know who they are yet. They haven't heard stories, they've heard rumors of people with different abilities, but they never really, they're like, oh, well, it, this is just who blots probably somebody with technology. Something like that. You know, they've heard about Spider-Man. They've heard about Iron Man. So on and so forth. So, you have a guy, Nathaniel Essex, a.k.a. Mr. Sinister, just watching. Taking advantage, testing the X-Men. Now, within that, I have a small thread that's in there. For people who don't know, you have character like Emma Frost, whose original affiliation is with the Hellfire Club. I'm going to keep that in there. There's a reason why she's in the X-Men. She's a very powerful telepath. And for right now, I'm not introducing her diamond form just yet in regards to X-Men. Because I want to build up towards that being the understanding of second mutations. Or second mutant power mutation being introduced probably towards the third film with them. In regards to it, kind of just give them a chance to really develop the characters. And kind of just play around more with the X-Men. And not to be like, oh well Beast is devolving. I'd have where my Beast would not be the big blue hairy Beast yet. I would have where he's normal. He's got the big hands. He's all this and that. I'd kind of keep him more or less normal for a bit. I would have where, you know, he 
it's not aggression or anger that transforms him. I'd have where kind of more or less like the comics where he doesn't experiment to kind of see about his mutant abilities to see if there's ways see kind of testing it to kind of figure out and then you know his mutant abilities kind of just he drinks a serum and it accelerates his more or less his mutation and just over the next couple movies you know you get beast from the 90s you get kind of like the 90s and the early beast form where he's more like the 90s beast that everybody knows and loves then you get cat beast who a lot of people have love for so for people who don't know who cat beast is look him up he's been in Grant Morrison's run of the X-Men, Josh Whedon's. He's more or less been the guy. Like, that's been, like, the main form. And he just looks cool. So that's why I'd kind of evolutionize his character over time. In that way. And that would allow for second mutation to be spoken about. In regards to it. So that's kind of how I'd handle the X-Men movie. Wolverine, I would kind of use him, Wolverine as the expansion of the mythos of mutants and kind of give basic origins of them. So I'd have where, again, Nathaniel Essex, Essex Corporation, they've had some, they've been watching mutants for a long time. I'd have where you have where Wolverine was involved in World War II, which is lined up with events, where that's where Nathaniel Essex first notices him. Kind of, have it build up from there. Don't I? I would have. I don't know if I would have Striker be the guy like they had. I might go more the classic X Men concept where it was not Striker was the guy that engineered for when he the Manum. I would. Uh, I can never remember the doc, scientist's name, but it'd be a totally different group for Weapon X. But I'd have Nathaniel Essex be behind it. He'd be the He'd be the guy trying to test mutant abilities. And I guess Sabretooth would make sense. I guess kind of follow, not pull too far from X-Men Origins Overeem with regards to Overeem versus Sabretooth. But I would definitely, I would keep Overeem in the kind of that realm. I, I don't know if I'd introduce Sabretooth just yet, but we'd have to see. But I'd kind of have him be the guy that's been sitting in the background watching the X-Men. Or kind of like, as mutants became more and more popular, have different events take place where he's watched, where you see old scenes from Endgame and Infinity War, other events happen around Wolverine. Kind of be like, well, why wasn't Wolverine involving himself beforehand? Nothing crazy, but you see those events have played out. And Wolverine just kind of just staying out of it because he doesn't want any part of it anymore. Maybe you have them in Canada, maybe you have them in Japan. Don't know yet. We're just going to kind of have him. He's just, he's just not popping his claws. He's just, as much as he wants to be the monster and be the savage that Wolverine is, he's not being that guy just yet. So, or he's not, he's willingly choosing to be a pacifist for a while. You know, you... You have him being hunted down by Weapon X. And pretty much that's where you get characters like Maverick, 
and oh my god, I can never remember her name. Uh, oh my god. So you had Maverick. You had this is killing me too. It's uh oh my god, I can never remember what her name is. Give it a moment, but have to have Maverick Wolverine. Uh, trying to think of any other cool mutants to be involved. Just kind of classic mutant or mutants that aren't fully being utilized. Deadpool will not be brought up. I'll kind of, I don't know if I'd involve him yet. I would kind of just leave him be, but we'd have to see where they'd want to go with his character. Uh, all right. Just, just, um, mm. All right. Give it one. Nope, nope, no. Looking through because it's a particular woman that you would kind of. Ironically enough, my brain's completely blanking on Silver Fox. She'd be one. The it, to give people, I guess, explanation is uh, if you've seen Action Origins, War, remember the woman that touched the leg of William Stryker and was the love interest of Wolverine from Action Origins, Wolverine. That'd be Silver Fox. So you could utilize her that way. So. Play that out. You'd have Sabretooth, Maverick, Wolverine, Silver Fox. Kind of pulling a little bit from the X from the X Men animated series. Uh, kind of go with a couple different members. I mean, as you can go, John Wraith, who if you remember X Men Origins Wolverine, the guy that teleported a lot. So you've got different. Mutants you can utilize, but ones that aren't as prominent towards the overall mythos for the X-Men. So you kind of, so you kind of stalemated out. So I'm, as you can see, I'm kind of shifting up around characters that aren't going to be fully fleshed out for Wolverine to kind of get, or mutants that... They're important to Wolverine, but they're not important overall to the overall X-Men story just yet. So these are early mutants are teaming up together. In regards to that, you have where the Weapon X team is being formed. You kind of just have where that origin of films has gone together. And you have them kind of go on a couple missions. And then at the end of it, you end up having where, you know, at some point they all end up getting killed off. You know, they get sent up in a mission. Maybe you have them face Omega Red. You have them face somebody else that they weren't expecting. Or maybe you just have where the government was just like the Weapon K or Weapon X, whichever one you want to go with the name for it, decides that these Mutants have outlived their 
usefulness. And they just start killing them off. Slowly but surely. Again, you're still pulling a little bit from X Morgan Wolverine, but you're still falling in line with how the story is going without making it ridiculous at that point, if that makes any sense. So you're getting characters that make sense for it. You know, yeah, they're being killed off. You give Wolverine a reason, and you're exploring the backstory of Wolverine, mutants, how they first came up, what's been going on, and just kind of Wolverine's skepticism towards mutants. And at the end of it, you have where Wolverine kind of gets... You have, at the end of the movie, where Wolverine, after he's been hunted and he finally feels like he's at peace, you have where Charles Xavier shows up to offer him a deal. And that's kind of where you end the movie. Or you kind of have where Logan kind of decides that, you know, his deal's not too bad and they go back. Now with that, you go from there. You br That's kind of how you end that movie. The next movie is New Mutants. And I would have where the New Mutants that are involved, you have... James Proudstar, the brother of John Proudstar, Thunderbird, a.k.a. You have Thunderbird, John Proudstar, who's on the main X-Men team. Then you have James Proudstar, Warpath, on the New Mutants team. Along with... I wouldn't introduce the character of Magic just yet. Eliana Rasputin, the sister of... Of Colossus. I would hold off on that. I would have, for this New Mutants team, I'd have Cannonball. I would have Kitty Pride. Iceman, and uh, Nightcrawler is a part of the main team, so I'd have Cannonball, Iceman, Kitty Pride. Uh, Psylocke wouldn't be bad. Again, I'm doing it for people who don't know. A lot of the people I'm picking, they weren't originally New Mutants. They were originally X-Men. They, they were X-Men cast members, but I'm having them build up into ranks in regards to it. Uh, Sunspot kind of just building up uh, like Domino. Actually, no, I'd probably hold off on Domino because she's still with Deadpool at that point, so I'd kind of leave Domino out of it. So Gambit and maybe Wolfsbane. So we've got Cannibal, Wolfsbane, Kitty Pride, Iceman, Sunspot, Warpath. Have those six kind of be your man. You could pick and choose who you want to really mix it in with, but it's up to you. End of the day, it's up to MC what they want to do. And I'd have Wolverine kind of get mixed in there. Kind of, they use him, they use the New Mutants team to introduce the X Men team to, with Wolverine. Kind of let him go through training, let him kind of. See what's like have Wolverine kind of having to try and understand what this place is and utilize the new mutants as your way of seeing what life is like in regards to it and have them kind of being around with Charles Xavier, those characters and build them up. Let you see a younger cast of mutants being utilized. And I mean, I think it would flow very well. In regards to the characters. So I would have where. You. Just have them kind of deal with. Uh, 
don't know. I might have them be with like a funnier mission. Something like that. Kind of something that... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what villain I'd have them face off with against. But I'd have them being involved with Professor X and going around recruiting other mutants. Recruiting new mutants for the group, for the companies. Or at least for Professor X's Charles Xavier School for the Gifted. Kind of have them build up that. Have them fully take advantage of really and truly being able to build up and bolster the roster. I mean, maybe you might get characters like Alec, like Alex Summers, aka Havoc. You have, you know, oh my God, forgetting her name. You have Alex Summers. You have, uh, good Lord. Not Quicksilver or Scarlet Witch. It's a... Oh my god, this is going to kill me. Mutant in regards to... Remembering her Polaris. You know, have them recruiting different new mutants. Or different mutants. Kind of having them kind of get involved with that. But have where... Within that, have them run across the Hellfire Club. For the first time. See where there's another group of people trying to collect mutants as well. But this time, and just kind of have them run across that, have their first meeting of the meeting of them having to face off against the Hellfire Club, and have where Professor X has to kind of let the new team kind of just handle business as it is. You know, maybe you introduce character like Colossus, something like that, and let them build up, let them deal with the Hellfire Club for the first time, and realistically. Go from there. Now, like I said, for people who don't know, you can, for like I talked about earlier with Emma Frost, you're setting her up as a key piece to Hellfire Club. Now, people don't know her origins per se towards it, but but she's overall she's able to hide her affiliation with the Hellfire Club, or at least her family's affiliation with the Hellfire Club. From Professor X, Sebastian Shaw and the Hellfire Club, they found a way to make sure that Charles Xavier and them really don't know her full-blown association with them. She just kind of, but she's on the main team. That's kind of where she's at. I would have where, you know, I'd kind of go with some. I'd have where Mystique, instead of having Mystique working for the Brotherhood of Evil, I'd have her being involved with the Hellfire Club, building them up and going from there in regards to building up their ranks and kind of just setting them up and kind of just building up with differences and going in regards to how I want the, or how I feel like the MCU could really take advantage of the stories. You know, have them beat the Hellfire Club, have them... Survive it just enough, but have where now Charles gets to know that they're not the only mutant group around, and now they have to kind of keep an eye out. Now, with these three movies, this would be my first three movies I would do within kind of establishing the X-Men, giving you a take on Wolverine's past, and giving you a chance to see the newer, younger X-Men with a more intimate-looking rule within Professor X. 
So that's kind of just my thoughts how I do it. Now I'm sure there's plenty of other ways people would want to do it, rearrange characters, anything like that, but definitely I would say <clears throat> that's just how I would do it. Now with that being said, I'm gonna kind of wrap this up. So if you guys wanna I mean if you guys are liking this, you know, comment, email, whatever you guys want to do, whether it's sharing, anything like that. Like I said, if you guys want to message me directly or anything like that, just communicate with me. Like, hey, you know, I like what talking about or hey, this is what I would do different. Please do. Let's have a conversation about it. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening and uh, have a great day. Later.